DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're broadcasting live from Hidden Valley this morning. Fundraiser for Salt Lake Community College. The Gail Miller Leadership Cup is underway. The golfers are out on the course. We are joined now by Gail Miller and by President of Salt Lake Community College, Denise Huftlin. Ladies, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Nice to be with you. Hi, Gail. Get- Nice to hear your voice. I'm I'm still a little scratchy this morning. (laughs) Gail, I I think we can start with you here. Uh, I think people know uh, generally that there's been a lot of support for education. There's multiple programs you have going. uh, But why Salt Lake Community College? You seem to have really bonded with them, and you... Uh, you've done a lot of stuff for them uh, over the years and really over the decades at this point. Well, I think Solid Community College is a place where anyone can go and get their education and feel confident in what they've learned and then move on to whatever their desired outcome would be. And so I think for me it's because it's such a universally beneficial education and and starting point for people. But you're right, I am very passionate about education, and I served on the board at Salt Lake, the board of trustees at Salt Lake Community College for about, I think, about 14 years. Yes, <laughs> so she, was a lo- she was one of the best. Well, thanks, Denise. Uh, I was there when Denise was named president, and I have to tell you, I was very impressed not only with her interviews, but with the reception she got when we announced that the students gave her a standing ovation. She had come through the college. They knew her. She'd worked with students. She was beloved and still is. So I think my remarks this morning are, are to thank President Haftelin for what she's brought to the college. She really has a vision. She has personal touch with the students. She's just incredible. Couldn't have been a better president. Well, President, you know, we have been out here many, many times over the years, and I always look forward to that first. It's become a tradition for us, DJ and PK, on this first Monday of September to be at Hidden Valley and to do this stuff for the community college. And you just look at all the changes in the world from the last year we were here to this year, and it's just, uh, wow. I mean, you couldn't have predicted all the stuff has been happening. How have you seen the college, Salt Lake community, just evolve in the last year? Well, first let me say thanks again to Gail for those lovely remarks and to you both because you have been uh, part of our tradition here, and it's great having you here and having you help celebrate with us. Um, I will share that I, I think what I've learned the most of this year is how resilient the human spirit is. I mean, our faculty and our students, in mid-March when everything had to be moved very quickly to remote because of the pandemic. They just stepped up and they figured it out and they learned what they needed to learn and made the adjustments and came together as a community. And I think that's a those lessons of communities rising together to help one another and to kind of get through a, a hard thing, you know, that's a life lesson I think our students need and, and are going to call upon for many, many years in terms of how to deal with things that are that are unexpected. So I'm very grateful for the innovation that has sprung up and the resilience that has sprung up as a result of this pandemic. Well, I think I think a lot of it is what I would call the refiner's fire. Uh, I don't think we'll ever go back to the way it was. We, we will keep the good, but we've added 
so many things that have made us even better and more beneficial to those we serve because we found ways to streamline, to make additional improvements in the way uh, students are interacting with the college, with the services we give. It's uh, it's refining who we are and making it better. And, and a lot of that comes through hard times because you have to. Otherwise, you sail along feeling like things are fine. But when you have a challenge, that's when you rise to the occasion. So I'm curious, uh, and this could be for either one of you, uh, whoever knows the stats better. Uh, you've told us before kind of the makeup of the Salt Lake Community uh, College uh, student body. And Denise, I know you told us that when the uh, economy crashed a little more than a decade ago, a lot of people went back to school. So what does the makeup look like now and how much has that changed in the last year? Yeah, it's a great question because typically, as I said before, when we had the recession, usually when the when the economy starts to go downward, people come back to do retraining and reskilling, and they've got they've got some time. And in some cases, they just need a new uh, credential or degree to to go you know move upward. But this year has been different. We actually are down. Our enrollment is down this um, fall. In the summer, it went way up, which was interesting to us. So. Uh, summer we actually grew, and I think we grew probably from young people perhaps that were bounced into an online environment in spring and wanted to kind of not lose time, and so they came with us, started with us over the summer and stayed online. But this fall we're we're a little bit down. Um, I think the one place where we where we're trying to really strengthen our reach is there's a learn to work grant that came through some of the federal stimulus dollars, and our state very wisely chose to invest in higher education and technical degrees. So all of the institutions that have any kind of short-term technical training that can really elevate someone who perhaps has lost their job or or is financially vulnerable, they've given us dollars to give out as scholarships for people to come back and do short-term training. And that has, I think we've had, you know, several hundred people take us up on that and are coming back for some of those short-term certificates, whether it's in computer industry or whether it's in healthcare or, or technology or, um, you know, manufacturing, we're doing some of that short-term training to help pull people out of some of this economic, um, you know, crisis that they are in. But I continue to be um, a bit frustrated by the fact that a lot of our continuing students didn't come back this fall. I think the pandemic has made some people nervous and some people feel like they don't learn as well online and so they're a little gun shy and and frankly this is not the time to step away from your credential or your degree it's it's time to kind of push on the throttle so we are trying very hard to get students to come back for our second 8 week courses or for next spring um we have about 56% of our students who identify as first generation first in their family to come to college we're the most racially and ethnically diverse state or institution in the state. So we really serve students across the board who, who need a credential and a degree to be able to, in many cases, move themselves or their family out of poverty. And um, that's a very important part of our mission. And to the extent that we can use your show and others to kind of get the word out about the programs we have, then we'll take it because we believe so, so much in the importance of higher education. 
Yeah, we've seen a lot of social activism by the NBA players here in recent weeks, and one of the things that really caught my attention was Donovan Mitchell spoke about the value of education and how important it is, particularly in different communities. Could you just speak to how important that thing is and amplify what Donovan was talking about as far as how important education is to move you and maybe generations well beyond you in your family forward? Well, well, you know, I think Gail, go ahead, Gail. I've talked with Donovan about that, and he is passionate. He sees the value of education because he had it in his life, and it moved him into an area where he could make something that otherwise he would make something of himself that otherwise he may not have been able to. Um, and he's, he has seen um, what happens when you don't get an education. And that's why he's so passionate about it for these young black men who don't have the sports, don't have the athleticism and don't have that outlet to go in and make a living. He knows that there are hundreds and thousands of them that need an education so they can get good jobs, so that they can have good futures. And it's, uh, it is so important. The statistics speak for themselves that college or students who have a college degree make much more money than those who don't. And so it's a door that is open to everyone. And I, I admire Salt Lake Community College because they work very hard to do scholarships like this event today to help students come through and get their education, even if they can't fully afford it. Um, you know, most of our student body are Utah residents, but we also have students from other countries. But 90% are Utah residents, and they come back to help provide benefit to our state in the form of good jobs, uh, providing futures for those who come after them. And it's it's really important that one generation builds on the next and provide stepping stones for others who come behind them. Um, it, education cannot be overstated with the importance that it provides a young person. And I would just maybe add that I think part of what we try to do, and for many, for many students, young people that grow up in communities of color or perhaps in areas where opportunities in, in junior high and high school aren't as prolific as they are probably, you know, for other students that are, you know, in different kinds of school situations. Sometimes school itself can be the place where people just don't feel like they belong or they don't feel like they can cut it or someone some, somewhere along the way made them feel like they, they weren't smart enough or good enough. And that's just not the case. People, young people come, if we can get them in the door and they can have a positive experience with a faculty member, you know, really somebody first telling them, hey, you really write well, or hey, you're really good at math. That little nudge early on um, can break some, I think, barriers that some students have experienced coming up in perhaps public ed that really help them see themselves as, as, a, as a college material, you know, and um, it really opens the door to what do you want to do? The, the sky's the limit. Um, and we need more students to be coming and taking advantage of those opportunities and helping their families and themselves really kind of change the trajectory of what's going to happen in their world. 
So what do you say to people who say that all sounds great, but I don't have the money for college and my family doesn't have the money for me to stop working while I go to college? Yeah, it's a good question. And you know what? I totally get that people are there and they're, they're there right now even more because of the pandemic. Um, I get that the families are very financially vulnerable. But, you know, the beauty of what Gail has done through her philanthropy and what other folks have done Salt Lake Community College, you can actually, if you're a student that's coming in from a low-income background and you're really needing some additional financial help, you can come to Salt Lake Community College if you're, if you're Pell eligible. You can come for no cost. We will cover what your Pell grant doesn't cover. And then when it comes to books and other resources that you need, we have other programs that either scholarship your book, books or use public domain web materials that are that are free to you. So we are really trying to pull the lever on any kind of affordability issue and making college very financially accessible. We have, we have scholarships that, that stay on the table all year round and aren't, and aren't taken by students. So my first message to a family would be, you know what, there's more financial um, support than you are aware of. And you come walk in the door and help us or or call us and let us help you um, see what you can qualify for. So before we go, um, Gail, you've brought up a couple interesting points here. One you referenced earlier, you know, coming out of the pandemic, there'll be a a new normal and, you know, we're going to have to adjust and move forward. And I think one thing that's changed, and I know we're coming up on a presidential election and there are people who think when we get on the other side of it, maybe things won't be quite as charged as they are now. Um, I kind of doubt that. I think things are going to stay charged for a while, but, you know, I guess we'll all know in a few months whether that's true or not. But you're in such a public role You've got the team. Obviously, the whole NBA is becoming um, uh, much more outspoken about social justice issues. And, I mean, we've just seen it as recently as this weekend. Even when you're not playing, there's a story in the Tribune about Quinn Snyder and, and who he's donated to. In a politically charged atmosphere, and you've got this team that's very public, how do you go forward in this community making sure the community and the team, which have been bonded for so long, so deeply, remain that bonded? How do you react when there's a story in the paper like that or when the players are saying something and you know it's upsetting a portion of your fan base and the sponsors? Well, it's a very difficult place to be because we don't want to offend anyone. We feel like we are the community's team and we would like to be able to everyone feel good about us and about our mission, vision, and values, which have not changed and will not change. We believe in the freedom and free enterprise. We believe in the right of free expression. We believe in patriotism. We believe in uh, this is the greatest place in the world to live. And so I just would ask people to search their soul and decide for themselves what their beliefs are, and I think all we can do is allow each other to have the right to freely express. It's guaranteed in the Constitution, and we have to be able to uh, look on the side of doing the right thing. Now, I can't be the censor for the community. People say, well, how do you let your players do what they're doing? Uh, It's a very interesting place to be. 
And I, I really don't want to go any farther than that, except to say that uh, I believe in freedom of speech. I also love the flag. I love the country. I believe in respect for all people. And I understand that the black community has been suppressed for hundreds of years. And I do think right now the, the momentum has changed to where they have an opportunity to do something better that we can do better as a country, making sure that everyone has an equal opportunity. Um, you know, I, I know that people have been offended, and I'm sorry for that. I just feel like um, each one of us has to determine for ourselves what we stand for and where we're going and what we will support. I allow all people the right to do that. I don't want to censor anyone. So we stand for uh, what we stand for, and those values have not changed, will not change. So thank you for asking the question, and I, I do hope that people will understand that we all are human beings. Mm. You know, I think I'd only add to that that the, uh, and we deal in words on the radio, right? Words, nonstop words. And the words are often, uh, they can be divisive. People come with the assumptions and maybe they don't hear everything that someone else has to say. Uh, But I think when you're side by side with someone doing the work, you know, putting stuff into action, that you find you have a lot more in common with people mm. who you would assume you have nothing in common with. And that goes from a golf tournament to raise scholarship money to get people education at Salt Lake Community College to any of the various things I've heard some of your players working on. I, I think the more you have your players and your coaches out there doing deeds in the community, I think the more you'll have the frustration and the tension melt away. And from uh, PK and I have, have talked about this from uh, – you know, from from going through foster care to raising money for scholarships to uh, trying to make sure people are fed. When you're elbow to elbow with somebody, I think a lot of that other stuff falls away. Well, I agree with you there. My philosophy is you don't learn to love people until you serve them. And when you right. serve side side for a common goal, that's when you really learn that all people are, are worthy of your compassion and your love. There are so many things we as white people do not understand that uh, we need to understand and we need to be compassionate. We need to be helpful. So, well, we appreciate- I might just add, I, oh, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go I ahead, was just going to say, I just, I just think that when you're serving alongside people, I mean, that's one of the reasons I love the college so much is that the diversity at the college is, in every way you can imagine, is really strong, right? Whether that's race or ethnicity or religion or age or gender. And when you just can be around a rich diversity like that and then really listen to people's experiences, that's how you learn. That's the fundamental way you learn is by listening and and listening to others' experiences. And I think that's what, you know, Gail has just led the way in, in understanding how to listen deeply and to have empathy with other people and to learn from them. And that's, that's, if you learn that in life, you're going to be okay. Well, thank you both for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys. I know you're out of time, but I just want to thank everyone who helps to make this tournament successful and all of the people that play in it and all the good you do to raise money for scholarships for these students who need it so bad. So thank you.
appreciate that. Yes. Thank you so much. Denise Hufflin, president of Salt Lake Community College, and Gail Miller. It's the Gail Miller Leadership Cup, raising money for Salt Lake Community College. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.